You get fourteen hundred for everybody you claim. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Holy cow! <laughs> I'm a fiscal conservative, but I like the new floors. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> I'm a fiscal conservative, but um, yeah. Well, I'm not keeping mine. I'm going giving mine to my daughter, but I had no idea. Okay, Philip. You're you're cleaning up then right I'm now. I'm gonna do really well, and it might have come in. I haven't checked. I need to check. I've been busy. Did you um, see the well, guy I just on went on my app and looked. So did you, did you see the guy I on think... TikTok this morning that went and adopted like ten of his neighbor's kids, and he's walking around and he's calling them things. He's like, "Hey, new wheel set. Hey, he gave them new names." <laughs> East Lake Community Church is an intentional, multicultural community empowered by the Holy Spirit. We passionately pursue a loving relationship with God and everyone Jesus was sent to die for, here, near, and far. So I am, I, I'm excited because some of the things that are being done, I decided if you're going to do it, you know, you might as well enjoy some of it. So I'm having the bushes taken out beside the pool, which are nothing other than a spider high rise. I mean, they are like a spider hotel. And so <laughs> they're coming out and I'm going to put in a moon garden. So y'all know do? what a moon garden is? No clue. What? Okay. A moon garden is a garden of all white flowers or silver foliage so that it reflects the evening light. And they call it a moon garden because it reflects the moon. I think I need one of those. That sounds an awful lot like a hippie garden. We're, we're, well, we're, okay. it might be a little hippie in me, not as much as Philip, <laughs> but you know, we'll where I grew up, there were there were two moons, the one in the sky, <laughs> and the one that hung out of a school bus window. So, yeah. <laughs> none of those kind of moons at my house. You know, they are not allowed. Never heard oh of my a goodness. Bar. Oh my gosh. All right. Are you guys ready to get started? We are already off the rails. <laughs> All right. We're off the rails, which is perfect time to start podcast episode number 10. 10. Yes, this Perfect is it. That, that means we are going to have all these available on all of your podcasting sites, your favorite podcasting locations. There we go. And uh, yeah, so that'll be exciting. By the time you guys are watching this, it should be available or within just a few hours. Um, so yeah, so this past Sunday, we, we talked, um, Ray taught on uh, Romans in reverse, which is the series that we're in. And Ray, was it, I mean, you had a lot of Bible verses, but was it, would you say it was Romans Ooh. three and four? Primarily, yep. Pr primarily Romans three and four. And uh, of course, in typical Ray fashion, he had to stir the pot starting off the sermon gets up on stage. I mean, I'm in the spirit, Ray. I mean, I've been worshiping. I'm feeling it. All right. I'm in a good place. And then here comes Ray. He comes out and says, I quit and just leaves it hanging. What were you thinking, man? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I was thinking that I needed to grab the audience's attention and hold on to them for a few minutes. It worked. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
I, I knew it was coming. I missed it in person because somebody needed something on Sunday. And so I was, was talking with someone and didn't get to hear it in person. So when I went back to watch it, I'm like, listening, I'm listening. I'm like, okay, Ray, you've been on this a while. You're really starting to make them nervous. It's time to let it go, Ray. <laughs> well, the good news See, is I was Ray did not quit. No. Well, I was wondering, I was wondering what they were going to think about the fact that if Ray quits, we all quit. Um, if he does it like that. But I also wondered, you know, I wasn't nervous at all because I saw a team of five people without Ray being in the lead role um, run the church for a year. But I'm like, that's my friend. If he's going out the door, I'm walking out with him. Like, what is happening here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be okay. But I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, uh. Yeah. It was fun. But it made me think of another fun thing we should do with the podcast this morning. So this could be funny stuff or serious. Here's your first question uh -oh. of the day, all right? Ooh. What is something you are glad you quit? Oh. And I'm, I'll throw one out for Michelle just to, get, just to get us started. I'm glad Michelle quit wearing leg warmers. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I have never worn leg warmers in your presence. <laughs> okay, yeah, but, but the word on the streets is that you, at one point you did. Well, yes, you know, we all did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. I'm glad I'm glad Rob quit trying to grow his hair out. <laughs> yes. I quit oh, dude. I quit oh, trying to tan. To tan? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I quit. Uh, uh, I think you're good, Ray. I think I think so. I think I'm good. I mean I think yeah. you're good. I, uh, seriously, dude, did you want a serious one too? Or you yeah, give me one? all of them. I, I want them stay. all. I can say so. I am. I am so grateful that I quit drinking. Other yeah. mm. like, like mm -hmm. it, it took everything in me to finally get to that place, and then the spirit came in, and and I didn't think I could do it without it. So actually, the reason I, I feel like God wants me to say, this, if you're watching this and you are contemplating that because you have got a problem, I'm not saying if you drink you got to quit, but I'm telling you, take the steps. It is worth it. It changes your life. Yeah. And it's really hard, yeah. but it changes your life. Yeah. That's good. Let's see. I'm really glad I quit comparisons. Mm. I used to compare myself negatively with lots of other people. And yeah. so when you do that, you can always find somebody that's better than you in, in lots of other areas. And um, I used to just really be hard on myself with comparisons. And so I'm glad I've quit that. It's yeah. exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that, Michelle, because that was part of my opening on Sunday of trying to compare myself to the other leaders at Calvary. Yep. Mm -hmm. Made me yeah. free to settle into who I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the ones that struck me that you said, Ray, in that quick little uh, dialogue that you had <laughs> was I quit trying to have all the answers, I think was one that you said. And I loved that. I wrote, I'm trying to see if I wrote, no, I didn't write any of them down, but you said a lot of good ones, trying to have all the answers, especially pastors. A lot of people come to us and they expect us to have the greatest advice ever. And sometimes it's, hey, that's a great question. I don't have the answer to that. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I, I talked about also quitting, um, feeling like I had to pretend like I had it all together. Mm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. when sometimes I'm really falling apart at the seams. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
That's a good one. A funny one. I'm glad I, uh, I'm glad I quit rollerblading in the eighth grade. I rollerbladed every day, guys. <laughs> I was like blades of glory. Did you, All right. Oh Did oh you quit with the unicycle? I mean, not the unicycle, but the thing you got hurt on just a few weeks ago. The one wheel? The one wheel. Have you quit that? No way, man. I love that thing. <laughs> okay. I love it. But I do need to you grow know. up. I don't want to grow up, but I do need to grow up. Why? Or maybe I don't. You know what? I don't. Forget that. I don't yeah. need to grow up. Uh, uh, being a grown up is overrated. It Way is. Overrated. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. I love that, guys. I think people will love enjoying, enjoy listening to that. Okay, so here's another question for you guys. So this one's a little more serious. Um, you made the relation between American culture and Roman culture, natural, like original Roman uh, citizens. And I just love to hear from you guys. What are some things? Why, why do we, why can we compare ourselves as Americans to Roman citizens? What are some of those things? And you guys can just throw some out there and maybe even the, the why and behind it. Well, I think the first one for me that I, I've always thought of, because I love history, like before I became even a pastor, I enjoyed just reading history. Yeah. And, and the Roman, if you were a Roman citizen, you had a deep sense of um, patriotism and nationalism. Yeah. And, and I think that we, we have that in America. And now hear me, I don't think there's anything wrong with being proud to be an American, a German, an Englishman. I, I don't think there's anything inherently sinful about that. Yeah. Um, however, I think it can really take over and close your mind to the, what's going on outside of your little bubble of culture. Mm -hmm. And so I think we are a lot like Rome in that sense and that we are, we are nationalistic and patriotic to a fault almost. Yeah. Now my wife was born in, in 1976, almost said 1776, but 1976, and we have flags everywhere in our house. So we are a very patriotic family. Yeah. Uh, but we always try to make sure that that is secondary if not yeah. even third, fourth place on the mm -hmm. list of importance to us. And so I think we're a lot like Rome in that sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, when you have a successful culture like America has been or Rome was, it's really easy to close off and feel like everybody needs to do what we're doing and be yes. like us. And we have the, you know, we have the answers when really mm -hmm. God is the answer, not our yes. country. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, anything else? I mean, I know one that you made on Sunday, Ray, that I'll throw out there in a second, but any other ones? I think we also pride ourselves in our military might. Yeah. And Rome did that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And go for it, Michelle. Well, you know, I, I was raised also in a very patriotic household. In fact, until I moved to South Carolina and I missed some of these things, I mean, we always had the Memorial Day Parade, the Labor Day Parade, and where the home was that I grew up in, in Irwin, Pennsylvania, we lived on the main street. And so these um, parades would go right past the house. And I can remember people would ask if they could come and bring their lawn chairs and sit in the yard. And it was a big deal. Even when I moved out of my parents' house, would take coffee and pick up food and sit there and watch the parade and enjoy watching the veterans and the people who, you know, um, fought for us to have our freedom. And so it was really an important value and still is an important value. 
Um, there's lots that I love about America, but I've also come to have a more what I consider balanced view um, because I understand sometimes when we're celebrating those things, we're ignoring other things that we haven't done so well. And we're like sleeping or sweeping those under the rug. And so, um, and I also think it's dangerous. Um, we can get into some theological discussions about the United States and where they fall and are they the new Israel and thing, I mean, and, and so there's a lot of, yeah, um, a lot of wacky thinking out there. Um, yeah. And we have to be careful that we don't tie ourselves more to the U.S. than we do to our Lord. I think yeah. that's, you know, the primary issue yeah hey ray just kind of recap a second what what were you describing when you you talked about um the citizens who had who had the torah they grew up with the law their whole life but they didn't live it out and then you talked about a bible in every home what were you saying do you remember making that comment because it was really good it was powerful to me so the, the, the people of Israel, or better yet, the Jewish people that Paul was speaking on behalf of, and as well as two, um, they were touting that they had the Torah. I mean, God gave it to us. And so they thought that gave them some uh, religious privilege over the Gentiles, you know. And I liken that to the reality that, you know, especially here in the South, probably more than anywhere else in the country, um, that is common to have a Bible in your home. I mean, we're in the Bible belt. Yep. And so it's, it's one thing to have the Bible in your home. It's another thing to ask the question, do you actually do anything that it says? Mm. I mean, one could argue that being that uh, we, we, we reside in the state where the first Africans were brought mm -hmm. to North America. And so if that's true, what, where biblically did we find right reason mm -hmm. to enslave human beings mm -hmm. where the Bible gives us permission to? Yeah. That's a hard sell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we're, we're so quick to boast about the things we have. You know, for them, it was, we have the law. For us, it's, we have our Christian subculture. We have, you're right, we have Bibles in every room and all these things, but really none of it matters unless we do what it says and we live it out, unless we let it infiltrate our lives. And they were so caught up in their identities and who they were that feeling right about who they are and how the other guy is wrong, that we can miss the whole time God's right there saying, no, none of you have it all. I am all. <laughs> Boom, you know, and so that was... That was the thing that hit me, Ray, with your sermon, and, and, and I really like it. So, you know, for those of you who are watching this and checking this out online or whether you're listening in your car, start to look at the things in your life and say that, that maybe you felt like were your privilege or you're entitled to or whatever it is that kind of sits you up on your high horse, if you will, and then say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Was it God that gave this to me? And am I using it for God, right? Yeah. So speaking of boasting, which that's a perfect segue, let's talk about that. You said, quit boasting, leverage your privilege. And then I made me ask this question, what are the resources that you have? And then here's another one. What are the resources that Eastlake has? And what is the resources that your business has? So when I say that, so we, 
we boast in, you know, I'm a successful business owner or Eastlake, we have a building that's paid off or, or, you know, I own my own home or whatever it is. How can you use that? What, what does that make you guys think about? Or, and you could also answer for Eastlake. How can we leverage Eastlake? We have some really good programs that we have uh, rolled out to not just our, our church body, but also in the community. And so for us, the challenge will be making the points of contact to equip people within our own community with those same things. Like, instance, I sit on a couple of boards here in the community. One of them is uh, River's Edge as well as Sharing God's Love. And both of these organizations serve the community. They serve the community in different ways, but they both serve the community. And so as I'm sitting in these boards, these board meetings, I'm thinking of ways of how the, um, how when help hurts, really be a resource to them. And so already in my head, I'm, I'm saying I need to have a conversation with the CEOs of these boards to make sure that this is a book or study that they've done. And if they haven't, suggest that we as a board work through the material so that when we're making decisions regarding serving the community, that we're doing things that help the community and not, as we historically have done, hurt the community trying to help them. So yeah. that's one piece. That's good. It, it kind of reminds me when you're talking about, you know, when you said well, own your own home. I mean, one of the things that the Lord has always really impressed on me is my need that that where I live is not mine. And so, you know, my door needs to be open to people in the church. My door needs to be open to people in my neighborhood and community. Um, this is not my house. It's God's house. Um, and, you know, the idea of like dedicating your home or praying over it, because really this all belongs to God. And I can get out of whack with not understanding that I don't own it. I'm just stewarding it. Um, so that's important for me yep. to make sure that I have things in the right place. Yeah. I agree with that, Michelle. I, you know, one of the, for the we're, we're buying this house literally tomorrow. Uh, we've been renting it since we got here, and and one of the reasons we decided to buy it is exactly what you're talking about, Michelle. Is is there's a there's a level to which we feel like we haven't been able to share our home only because as renters we wanted to be really respectful of the fact that we were stewarding someone else's property. Now it yeah. was God's ultimately, even when we were renting it. But part of the catalyst for us to make this decision was number one. You know, Ray's not quitting, so we're staying. And, you know, we really like we've been through the pandemic and, and all those things, and we're on the other side of that. But honestly, number two, we want to make this house more usable for other people. And we're actually taking some steps to do that, specifically to what you're saying, Michelle, to be that place in the neighborhood where people feel like they can drop in, where we can be a resource to them in times of crisis or in times of good times, you know, to share joy, mm -hmm. um, because this is his. Yeah. It, it's not ours. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I remember um, being in college and uh, I was traveling, doing uh, music gigs, leading worship for a church somewhere in Oklahoma. And uh, on my way back at three in the morning, my van lights on fire. And what it was, I know it's crazy. So what happened was I was pulling a heavy, heavy, heavy trailer. And I was too young to know that I need to turn off overdrive in the van. So the thing is shifting gears constantly. And eventually my transmission catches on fire. 
And we're in the middle of Oklahoma, 3 a.m. I'm driving back to get to church. And uh, all that to say, long story short, this thing goes up in flames. It's like Die Hard movie, you know, and all our equipment is out on the streets because we took it out of the burning van. And uh, I remember getting back home thinking, okay, my van is dead. All right. This thing is gone. And this is the way that I get to my ministry opportunities. Okay. There's a guy in my church who owns a, a wrecker place or like a, I guess you would call it like a salvage yard. Okay. He owns a salvage yard. He says, Hey, this next Sunday, he goes, Hey, Philip, let me take a look at your van. And he goes back and this thing, I'm telling you, it is burned up. I mean, it's, it's gone. He goes into his salvage yard and he completely restores the entire van using his resources. And I go pick it up and it looks almost exactly like the van pre-burn. Okay. And he, yeah, he hands me the keys and I'm like, oh my gosh, Terry. Actually, Terry Rasco's one of the guys that's on our Eastlake stuff sometimes from Texas. So you, if you ever see the name Terry Rasco down there commenting, this is the guy that did this, okay? Hands me the keys. He said, the price is paid. No, don't worry. You keep doing ministry, ministry, brother. And he lets me go. And I mean... And I'll never forget that story when I think about resources and, and leveraging what you have, because he literally equipped me to do ministry for probably the next five, 10 years just off of that. And there's no way this college kid could have done that. It would have shut me down. And uh, so, you know, I, I tell that story because for those of you guys who are watching, I hope that you will look at everything you have as that you are a steward of it. And you know what? I don't know Terry's financial situation, but I'd be willing to bet. I would put money on it that Terry is just fine. And God has taken care of him every step of the way because he gives everything he has away. And so, isn't that cool? That's a great story. <laughs> From a burning van to uh yeah. But yeah. <laughs> So let me, let me just get us a few more questions before we wrap up. So one of them was, uh, you know, a big part of the sermon was about boasting and about boasting and what we have, you know, we've kind of talked about us as Americans, things we can boast in. And I just, I'm curious, and you also brought in the story of Abraham, uh, Ray. And so what were some things in there? What was the difference? Like, why did God choose Abraham. And, and, I, and I know that Abraham, I know that one answer, obviously, is that he didn't boast in his own abilities. But why Abraham? What was the difference for him? Think For me, I think Abraham had, if Abraham was explaining to somebody why he was chosen, he couldn't give a reason. It he wasn't about him. I've come from, he couldn't say that I come from a line of people that were believers in Yahweh. He couldn't say that we've always been faithful. He couldn't say any of those things. He could actually articulate, I don't know. <laughs> that, that would be his answer. I don't know why he chose me. And so starting with that as a baseline, you can't do nothing but go up. <laughs> and all of the up is associated not with anything that you do, but everything that he does. Yeah. Yep. And I think for us, if we can, if, I mean, when we stop and think about it, why did God allow me to hear, audit, you know, auditorily and as well as in my heart, 
to hear the voice of God, the voice mm -hmm. of Jesus calling me, calling me to himself, saying, you need me. Mm -hmm. Why did he choose me? He, he, mm -hmm. I mean, I, he didn't have to. So any good that's ever come from me, I know it's from him. Yep. Now the challenge is staying there. <laughs> because it's easy to talk about the programs that I brought and the things that I've done and look at what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Gotta remember it's being given to me by him right. and I'm sharing it with you because of him. Yep. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Anybody else? No, I like that. that. That is such a trap for us, you know, back to living in a place of, of, of plenty, which America, Europe and other places, I think we, we, we have that we have this, this ability to feel like we're self made, because we have these resources at our easy disposal. Mm -hmm. and, and the reality is God gives us every one of those. And I can't count the number of times I have almost allowed pride or I have allowed pride. Let's take the almost moments out of there. I've allowed pride to trip me up and have God say, you know what? We're going to put you on the sideline for a while mm -hmm. while you kind of get you, get it together and remember it's about me. Now, not as some mean, mean God, but hey, for your good, I'm going to get you back to a place of understanding where this came from. And I think that that, that can be such a trap, Ray. You're so right. Because we do have to claim the obedience and be obedient. And there's nothing wrong with looking someone in the eye and saying, hey, yeah, God is really doing a great thing because I'm choosing obedience, not because of me, but because of the obedience. Mm -hmm. which we do have the free will to say to God, you know, I'm going to do it my own way. Uh, yeah. But if we're close into him, come on now, what are we mm -hmm. going to do? Yeah. Well, you know, and I think for me, when I think about those kinds of things, I, God will not allow me to be a success when I'm depending on me. Yeah. I mean, for so many years, even when I was trying to follow him, you know, if, if I felt like I knew the direction he wanted me to go, he had revealed that to me, then for some reason, I thought it was my job to get there, yeah. um, you know, and, and so I would begin to strive and I would begin to work and I would begin to push to make it happen. And it would just be harder and harder because God won't give it to me as long as it's in my own strength. Um, but instead, I had to learn that just because he revealed it to me, that was so that I would know it. Not so that I felt like in my own power, I was going to make that happen. And, you know, so I think Abraham experienced some of that in his life, too. So he finally got to the place where he was like, okay, God, you know, this looks like the end. It looks like it won't work, but you've got it. And I believe it. And I'm not trying to make it happen my own way anymore. Yeah. yeah. Look at look at all the dumb things Abraham did. We leave that out oh. of the story. When he was down in Egypt, he blew it big time. When he was, you know, he picks a slave and says, "That's gonna, she's gonna mother my child." I mean, he did plenty of things that were just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. And right. it wasn't until God got his attention back and said, "Okay, drop your effort and follow my lead." Mm -hmm. Yeah. That all of this started to explode in his life. Yeah. So, which is really good news for the person who feels like they've messed their life up who feels like, you know, I just, I've made so many bad decisions. Like I'm, a, I'm, a, yeah. I'm out. Those are the, those are the people God uses so often yeah. if you're willing to let him. Yeah. That's, it's yeah. so encouraging to it. You have nothing to boast in except for the Lord. And that's when he does his mm -hmm. finest work. I was even thinking as you guys were talking, a lot of the major players in the Bible that God really blessed and you guys push back if I'm wrong on this, but it was almost always 
the the rule after the blessing was don't have any other gods before me and whether that exact statement was used i mean i'm even thinking about samson who was given everything but it's like but don't put anything else before me like i'm gonna hook you up but don't have anything else before me um because it's like this is i get the glory and only me you know god and me being god god gets the glory this, I mean, Philip, that is the rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. God front loads all of us. Ooh, with yeah. His he knows what we're going to be able to accomplish and he knows what we're going to fail, but he front loads us with mm-hmm. blessings, just like he did with Abraham. Mm-hmm. He tells him, I, this is what I need you to do. Leave your family and go to the place that I'm sending you. Mm-hmm. He's done that with all four of us. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has. Leave your family. <laughs> go away from the home that the place that you call home mm-hmm. to a place that I'm going to bless you. This is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is follow. Mm-hmm. And it's always going to be hot where you're going. So you know, <laughs> I mean, it's like legit. It's legit. I love actually. I love this, and I and I and I joke about it because y'all know about you know. I, I'm the guy that sweats all the time, and that's been every climate I've ever been in. So for me, the big joke is, I, guys, I want to make sure people hear this. I pick on the heat and the weather. I love it here. I mean, this is one of the first places in our ministry lives that all four of us at the exact same time feel at home. Yeah. Like I felt at home, and Jenny's longed for something else. Jenny's felt at home, and I've been like, this isn't quite it. I mean, we, the kids have even been in places in their life where they're like, yeah, this is good, but I could do something else. I mean, this is the first place that all four of us on a day-to-day basis look at each other and go, wow, this is where God put us. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't mean God didn't put us in the other places. It just means there's something about the alignment of this place mm-hmm. and the people that we have fallen in love with here and the relationships we've developed that makes us feel no brainer about putting down the kind of roots that involve purchasing a home and saying, this is it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I said, when I interviewed here, if God would let me retire from this move, I would be grateful. <laughs> I have second guessed that a few times with the pandemic and other things that have gone on around here. But now I'm sitting there going, you know what? I said that because I felt like God put that in our hearts. Yeah. And that is our daily prayer. Now, God, if this could be it, please, if not, we're good. You do what you're going to do, but we would very much love for that. And, and Ray, that I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, God did something like that with us, all four of us and others. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually uttered these words, and Sherilyn knows this, is that I, I have this eerie feeling that this is where we retire. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I, I agree with you, Rob. I mean, God provided a home for us, and I mean, we're here. Yep. So... You know, to contrast my opening of the message, <laughs> I quit. Let me also tell you that I, I honestly feel like this this will be the swan song. So when God is done with me, um, I think this is it. So yep. we'll see what happens. But yeah. I do feel that. I love it. Yeah, I'm the same way. It's like God has blessed us so much and he's given us so much. He's front loaded us. And like you said, Ray, and he tells us, hey, just don't forget. Don't have other gods before me. Don't forget that it's me. It's not you. 
you know, and, and it's not that hard, but when you're on your best day of blessing, when you're, when you're enjoying life the most, when you're laughing with your best friends, whenever everything is just yeah. right, don't forget, this was something that I did. It wasn't something you acquired on your own. It was right. something that I did in you because I love you yeah. and, uh, and worship God for that. And that's how we really get to enjoy the blessings in life without boasting. It just points right back to God. It's really, really good. Um, yeah, so this is good stuff. So the last thing we'll do is just the, our responsibility, which Ray, what was the responsibility you gave us this week? What do you want from us? To quit. Just <laughs> quit. Everybody quit. Everybody quit, whatever it is you're doing and lean into God. <laughs> I quit being in the living room with my dogs. Quit wearing like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You just saw people, Michelle, just threw in a hat. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I'm like, okay. She doesn't oh, need leg warmers, way. man. I, uh, we're good. Yeah. So, so yes, just maybe you guys, I'm a big person who likes to list it out, even if it's just in my mind, I like to think so, about it. So you guys watching list out, if you like to write things down, list out the things you quit, list them out. Just like the beginning of Ray's sermon, he went through a whole long list, list those out, maybe post them on your uh, bathroom mirror or something, or in your car. These are the things I quit and, and don't let yourself fall back into them. Another thing you can list out is what are the resources that God has given you? Are you boasting in them? Are you leveraging them, uh, using them for others? And, uh, you know, so make some lists. Of course, if you do everything I tell you, you'll just have lists everywhere. And what kind of life is that? <laughs> I think a really cool challenge, though, Philip, is like even on this podcast, is if there's something that you could actually share that you've quit since Sunday, Ooh, so yeah. put it in the comments yeah, or, or better yet, if you are a business owner and you have been asking or seeking God for how can you use mm -hmm. or leverage your business to be a blessing, put your business in the comments or say, hey, yeah. we're, we're looking to do some community service or we want to help single moms or we want to help single dads or whatever it is. If, yeah. if the Lord has been speaking to you about leveraging what it is that you've been blessed with, yeah. put mm -hmm. those in the comments as well. Oh, yeah, that's good. Good word, Ray. That's really good. Yeah. So, all right. Well, with that said, everybody, I think we are officially done with podcast number 10, which means we are a real thing. This isn't just some fling. This is the real deal. So thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will catch you next time. See you later. All right. See ya. East Lake Community Church is an intentional, multicultural community empowered by the Holy Spirit. We passionately pursue a loving relationship with God and everyone Jesus was sent to die for, here, near, and far.